Lucy Johnston, you are the curator of a fantastic space here at Festival of Speed, which is not about nostalgia, it's about looking over the horizon into the future, isn't it? Tell me about this exhibition. Absolutely. Welcome to Future Lab. Uh, this is a first, uh, the first year for Goodwood hosting this new pavilion, Foz Future Lab. Um, I'm working with the Goodwood team here to curate an extravaganza, if you like, of future tech and ideas around the future of transport and mobility. So we have about 15, 16 exhibits here that take you into the world of flying cars, driverless cars, drone racing, supersonic travel, hyperspeed travel, and many more concepts um, to help guests at FOS not just enjoy motorsport and the, and the thrill of driving, but really imagine how we're going to be traveling in the future, how we're going to get around the planet. Now, take us back a little while, telephone rings and somebody says, would you like to put this on? Where did you start? <laughs> it, well, that was the best phone call I've ever got, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been working on this about four months. Um, Lord March's wonderful vision to bring it here this year and build on it. Um, so I began just by looking at the big themes that are being talked about in technology, innovation, design, engineering and travel generally. Obviously started with motor racing um, and motorsport um, for which we wanted to sort of step away from the the human-powered, human-driven race cars and bring in something a little different in the Future Lab theme. So to represent that category, uh, we have Robo Race exhibiting. You'll see them here spinning around on the carousel in the middle. This is uh, the world's first electronic, or electric, sorry, driverless race car series. So this is one of the first Robo cars to be built. It's a beautiful-looking thing. Uh, so the vision here is to create a, a new racing series where 10 teams or a number of teams will work with identical cars, like this one here. So the challenge then comes down to the artificial intelligence. So the competition for the race is around the software, the bespoke elements of that software, what the team decides to do to that. So it's, it's a battle of artificial intelligence rather than a battle of the drivers themselves. Because as you can see, there's no seat. You I, can't climb in. I can hear the sharp intake of breath now from the <laughs> traditionalists saying, a I racing know. car without a driver. I know, I know, absolutely. And, and, and I totally respect that. And we all love driving. That's why we're all here at Foz in the first place. Um, absolutely. Um, but... I think in you know in terms of celebrating innovation and design and engineering, which motorsport ultimately is all about too, um, I think it's great to you know, bring in these new ideas and, and just compare and, and have space for all of these different challenges. They all work together ultimately, and it just makes the sport even more exciting, I think. Now, great engineers, great designers, those people who have a, a future vision come up with some things which work and some things that don't. Obviously, we've seen it over the years. Just wandering around this amazing um, uh, display here in the pavilion, everything looks fantastical but actually achievable indeed you're very right so you'll see around we have a few examples of flying cars so this is a very hot topic this year the dawn of the flying car is now upon us um, the, the pieces we have on display here, they are full-size models, but they are still prototypes. A couple of them are being tested by professional test pilots, so they are flying, but can't take passengers yet. Um, we have Pal-V over there, it's the, um, the three-wheel, so it's a Carver car with a gyrocopter sitting on the top, which folds up um, as you're on the road, and then once you want to take off, will unfold automatically above the car. And now that is 
in test phase at the moment. Um, the Pelvi Liberty is now available, which is the white one on this side. Um, that craft is now available for pre-order. Um, it's on the production line and the first cars will be delivered to their lucky customers end of 2018. So that will be driving and flying by the end of 2018. That's not the future, that's now, isn't that it? That pretty much is. In fact, we're living in the future, I think, in this pavilion today. Um, and just here to the right is Pop-Up. It's another concept for a flying flying vehicle. Uh, this one looks at the vertical takeoff and landing technology. So you see there's a huge quadcopter overhead. Which, which looks like, for those who haven't seen it, it's like a, you know, those little mini drones exactly. that we see. It's it a like big version absolutely, of that. Yes, it's a five metre by five metre uh, quadcopter drone, absolutely, as you say, um, with a two-person pod underneath and then a four-wheel skate underneath that. So it's a three-part system. The idea is that you sit with your passenger in the pod. The pod is self-driving, and as you drive around town, it is analysing the traffic. It's working out your optimised route across town. So it will work with both the skate below the pod and the quadcopter above. And as you can see, they will detach. So you'll be driving through town. If you hit traffic, the pod will call in the quadcopter, which will come down, pick up the pod, fly you on your way in optimised time, and the skate will then go off and park itself until it's needed later. So this is a very futuristic uh, vision because this involves urban planning as well as the, 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 the vehicle itself. Um, but it is coming down the line. They're looking at test sites at the moment. Um, they're looking at probably 10 to 15 years before it's actually actionable on the roads because it's such a complex system to put together. But it is coming down the road as well, coming it's, down the line. It's science fiction becoming science fact, isn't it? Sorry <laughs> to use that awful cliche, but... Um... You're not the first, I'm afraid, <laughs> but it's a good one. <laughs> And I, and I guess the thing is that two things. One, um, early adopters who have deep pockets will be able to access this technology. But the principle is the more it go, the more these things go into production, the price will come down. They will be the everyday travel uh, vehicles. Ultimately, yes. In some of these cases, they're also looking at solutions which are for mass transportation. So behind me, actually, is in the red tunnel here, is a company called Boom. Uh, they are a US-based company who are, who are working on bringing back supersonic travel, so the Concorde that was much loved at the time, that was not very cost-effective, as we all know. Um, so they are looking at bringing back that style of travel, uh, supersonic travel, Concorde style, a similar shape of aircraft, but looking at uh, a ticket price that's closer to EasyJet than Concorde. So the idea here is that we can travel you know, optimised speed, optimised time uh, for a much more mass available price. You have to have a, an open mind, I guess, when you're curating a, a piece like this here. Was there things that you saw as part of your research that even the largest and biggest stretch of your imagination said, no, I'm sorry, that's never going to work? You know what? I always, because of what I do, I'm a, I'm a curator of design and technology uh, exhibitions, you know, celebrations of incredible pioneers and incredible tech. And I've been doing this for quite a long time. And to begin with, I would sometimes be a little cynical, I'll confess. But at this stage, I don't discount anything because it's incredible how quickly technology iterates, how quickly these prototypes can move on. And, you know, we're, you know in, we're in the middle of the digital era. We've literally only just scratched the surface with what's possible. And when you see things like RoboRace, which nobody had even imagined, you know, three years ago. It's incredible how quickly these technologies move, so I'm not cancelling out anything at all. Now, having been close up to all of these fantastic machines as you've been putting this, uh, this exhibition together, which one do you most want to take home with you? 
Oh, you can't put me on the spot like that. I tell you what, they're all absolutely incredible. And when you look around the space, the big vehicles, the big flying cars, the big prototypes are spectacular. And of course, I would love to try out any one of them, take any one of them home. Um, but just today, my soft spot is for Thrust UAV over in the corner there who are drone racing manufacturers, uh, drone manufacturers and a drone racing team who are over from the US for the very first time flying the first ever drone races at Goodwood. This has never been done before here. Um, and I would very happily take home one of their racing drones to learn to become a professional drone racing pilot. They are so skillful. You must go down to the arena and take a look. They, those guys, they, they, they throw some moves as they say it's a fantastic uh, pavilion here lucy congratulations it's absolutely brilliant um when the adrenaline has, has subsided on sunday and everybody's gone home and, and this is consigned to uh, to the history books that were in the archive what's next for you what's next for me personally uh, well i sadly i'm only working with goodwood on this um we're very much hoping there's a future for future lab if you like um and it's been a great it's been a huge pleasure um i now go off and curate exhibitions and research the future for other people, other places around the world, um, but I certainly hope to come back. What a fantastic job researching the future. Lucy, an absolute pleasure to meet you, and as I say, many congratulations. It is fantastic. Thank you ever so much. A real pleasure to meet you. I'm glad you could visit.